Hi, this is Taxi's Chronicles and I'm your host, Simon Rushton. Today we have a guy in a car and he's come into the car and he's a bit disgruntled about the parking situation in London. So we're having a conversation and I thought, I wonder who else is disgruntled? So welcome. Yep, welcome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about the congested charge and they reduce it 90%. What, what is your views on that? To be honest with you, I mean, uh, if you are a resident, you was in, you was in the zone before it was, it was built. Um, so to even apply any type of uh, fee or percentage, you know, towards uh, being a, being allowed to drive within the zone, I personally don't think it's really acceptable because if you, if congestion charge is now seven days a week, even if they charged me one pound, which is roughly about one fifty. That's for a vehicle that meets uh, meets all the emissions. So mm -hmm. if, if it was including T charge and any of those type of charge, it would be almost three pound a day. But if you times three pound by how many active days there are in a year of driving, say three hundred sixty-five pound, I'm also paying close to nearly a grand a day just to drive mm. in the congestion zone. But I was not. As, as a resident, I, I didn't ask for that to be built where I, I lived. Mm. So the added cost for me, even though some people might look at it and think, okay, you know, it's better than paying £15 a, a day. But then it, 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 if you do uh, the numbers and <clears throat> you looked at it properly over 10 years, it's 10 grand. You would have bought yourself a, a vehicle within that time. Do you feel that the government should... How, how would you solve it? If you were sitting in front of Khan or Boris, Hmm. What would you say to solve the issue? Because if they drop the congestion charge, it go back. <coughs> excuse me, it go back to like the nineties, where it takes you an hour to go a hundred meters. Um, how I would you solve that? Either they, um, <coughs> either they give a special discount to specifically people in London uh, to maybe buy a maybe low emission vehicle, electric vehicle, and 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 a. A achievable discount, not something just like a thousand pound off, something as in maybe I don't know 50% off a electric vehicle. So, in that way, it supports to the people in London to say, Well, okay, you know, I can drive and I will, I will use you know, low emission cars and help the environment. I think that would work for people who live in the area. But, but if yeah. they use a, a discount, the mm. car company will say, Well, okay, we're not paying that, so the government's gonna have to pay that. Well, yeah, right. I mean, their whole program about um, uh, the congestion charge, I mean, at the end of the day, the pollution and everything else cost the NHS a lot more, more money, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, than just uh, giving extra three, four grand, maybe off a discount for a resident in London who wants to drive. In the long run, it will save them money. And anybody else who is coming outside of London, into London, to, to drive, whether for business or work, mm -hmm. makes sense. They pay, right? Because they pay less wherever they live. Yeah, so uh, I think for Londoners, uh, we're not going to resolve the problem because the issue really comes down to money. Yeah. What, in the sense of money being generated or...? Yeah, because res people who live in London feel like they've been cheated. Yeah? Mm -hmm. As in, you know, for someone one off paying £15 to come in here and there on Monday to Friday, compared to someone like, uh, who lives like myself, maybe in in a congestion zone, I want to pop up to the shop and maybe let's just say, or go and see my friend around the corner, then it cost me 15 pounds. I could take a bike and use 
normal public transport or whatever else they're still gonna cost you yeah it's still gonna cost me so either they promote um, vehicles that that do meet the um, emission um, uh, requirements yeah. some would say that this whole congestion charge is just another tax because the fact that they are they brought in this UE ULEZ or yeah, ULEZ. yeah and now they've made the congestion charge for longer hours and on the weekend and as a as a taxi driver no one's in the city on the weekend apart from junk people who've either caught a taxi or caught the public transport to where they want to get to no one drives in to park on the weekend to go out on the town so there's no congestion whatsoever what would you what would you say to that would you be in agreement or disagree that it's a tax yeah i agree with you it's it's a way to generate you know money for for, for the for, for the gov for london basically through the weekend as, as they do know that people are going out on the weekends and it, and it does hit the taxi drivers and and that is where um, I can see why taxi drivers would, would be uh, annoyed because a lot of their trade comes from Friday and the weekend people yeah. going out and about so if you've got I'm not too sure how many taxi drivers there are in total in London 60,000 okay, 60, drivers exactly so if you time 60,000 by 15 pound just on one Saturday you can see how much money they make so mm. but I don't think it's actually more to target people example general drivers Mm. Because at the end of the day, people on the weekend can go on the train, go up the road, just do general things. Mm -hmm. But for people who actually rely on the business side of things, well, yeah, if I, you, yeah. So if you buy a lot of clothes in Oxford Street mm. on a Sunday, and you've got kids, the last thing you want to do is catch the public transport home. So you call a taxi. Right. Do you see what I mean? So that's how I look at. I'm really personally disappointed. And I can see that even once everybody has electric cars, this congestion charge will never go away. And nor would the UELZ. They may they may rename it, but it's just when you really look at how many taxes we pay: VAT, um, council tax, water, car, pay MOT tax and MOT sugar tax yeah <laughs> sugar tax yeah. you probably got about 15 different taxes yeah and then when you give some money away in the heritage forms you get taxed again <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh so to me it's just ridiculous the thing with congestion charges is to me, all right, it's a, it's a form of tax, but it's also a form of collecting a, a very easy payment. You know, when you look at it from a business point of view, if someone has to go and work in a city, whether they're builders or, or even a driver or anything like that, they know that they have to be forced to pay that money. Yeah, mm -hmm. there, there's no other option, right? There's mm -hmm. not like, well, you can go around it or anything. There is no way around it. All the business is in where the zone is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not so much where the pollution is i mean if if they want to go and sort out congestion then go and put maybe congestion charge in brixton you know or like on um you know around where the blackpool tunnel is and all these type of areas where it builds up a lot of traffic right you know what i mean where a lot of pollution is being generated why don't you put it there well guess what people who are live around the area 
they create their own congestion and the people have to suffer around there why would they not put it put a congestion charge point there because it's only residents that are using it mm -hmm. yep so with the congestion charge it, all, all that will happen is that the consumer will pass on the cost mm -hmm. that's as simple as how it, these Addison Lee, everybody, even cabs, you mm. guys, I think you buy, they charge one pound to go into the zone. The, the, the cost has been passed on, mm. right? Well, it's only passed on if you have enough fares. So Uber say you need to have 10 trips to repay your congestion charge um, in value because they add on a pound every time. But if you only have three trips, then you're out of pocket 12 pounds. But uh, on another note, you work for Amazon as a driver. Yeah. How's that? What's that like? Um, to be honest with you, it's got its pros and its cons. I mean, you've got a, you've got a, a high workload. I mean, for, for, for myself, I work in North London. Uh, I've worked in the city before as well, delivering. And you know when it comes to delivering and you have red lines everywhere you have restrictions you have park, parking wardens everywhere you can't really carry out your duties normally so you're and constantly getting tickets constantly getting tickets um it's not only just tickets you, you're not you're not able to drive safely uh mainly because you have to park in certain locations where you might have to deliver and it might be up the road or it might be on on a on on a bay or on a junction or wherever, not on a junction but obviously on the main road mm. but there's there's nothing much you can do because the roads are not set out in london to for drivers deliveries. and yeah for deliveries you know just to how from a history point of view we, we don't we're not set up like that we're, mm. we're more set up for it's cart, horse and carts originally. yeah horse and carts basically yeah so they will need to redesign a lot of london if they want to continue with this kind of car service delivery service if that's the way forward mm -hmm. yeah because it's not going to work um you're better off designing a certain area for for cars to pull up example taxis or pickup points yeah then just having cars randomly stopping and then creating more traffic because mm -hmm. that's that's basically where a lot of traffic comes from right when people are not parking properly they're stopping anywhere and black cabs are like one of those as example they stop anywhere yeah all right and, and they feel they have that right and they feel like they have that right and so ha how many parcels do you have to drop a day working for amazon for amazon it can be anything from you know 150 to 200 a day and that's different drops yeah different drops different locations so we're talking like 10 12 hour shift 10 hours 10 hours within 10 hours so yeah. you're expected to drop 10 if you can't meet that thing what uh, is your job in job in the jeopardy if I mean, you can't meet the target i mean if um obviously if it's due to like you know let's say just natural things like traffic where there's things that have stopped you along along your way then basically they will attempt that but if in the case they've already planned it out from a parcel point of view per stop per minutes so they've broken it down if you have 200 say 150 stops and they give you three minutes per stop to really? drop off one parcel yeah so, so they <laughs> worked, out, around worked yeah. out within within 10 within uh 10 10 hours you'd be able to complete that so they will base that on somebody who's previously done the run and said if he can do it why can't you yeah so basically that's that's how that's, that's how the technology works it's all based off before obviously they've put their own um, part onto it to look at it it's realistic because some people could have 
a lot of energy today and finish that quickly right and mm -hmm. some people could be naturally tired maybe it's a friday end of the week mm -hmm. you know you're naturally going to work slower you know or people are going home at pick, picking up kids at three o'clock and you've got traffic building up so there's there's a lot of factors into it but they all amazon i mean one thing is that they do look into it and they do try to work out what's best going forward but they're all about feedback so you you as a driver need to go to your um, supervisor and say this is the circumstances yeah exactly i mean once you have the evidence and you have the you know you can prove what, what's really going on because sometimes there is some faults in the system which is not like any of any system could be like when you're driving maybe you're using ways and sometimes Waze hasn't picked up that there's a roadblock and then you've gone down there and then you have to spin around mm. but maybe that roadblock's been there for two days but because the app hasn't updated mm. that fast everyone's still going up that road mm. you know um, and just things like because we're working off technology right we're not working off you know if we if we use radio mm. like how we did back in the days maybe mm. and everybody on the radio put out there's a bit of traffic you know down mm. Old Kent Road avoid it mm. That works, I think it's more effective, right, when people are listening, it's live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you'd say Amazon actually look after their staff then, in the sense of driver, the driver point of view? Um, to be honest with you, with, I mean, not really in a position to talk about what they do as a company, or okay. their staff, yeah, yeah, because... Alright, fair enough. Yeah. Mm. Would you encourage people to get a job with Amazon? What what age kind of group? I'll put this is myself personally. I mean, it's not discriminating anyone or any age or anything. But the job is demanding, right? So you do have to be physically fit and able, right? Because if you're stopping 120 times, let's just say you jump out of vehicle 120 times. You know, if, if it is the case, example, you've got bad legs or a back problem or whatever else, it's going to be challenging for you, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then on the other hand as well, obviously the company itself is an American-based company. So with the information sometimes, it could be different in America delivering to the UK. Yeah, they have grid cities, don't they? Yeah. So in the UK, we've got like country roads, we've got, we've got houses that like flats example we have a lot of flats here you know you might get to a flat and you got say five five locations in one stop but in the flat and then you have to go up and down the lift and you, that could take 10 15 minutes yeah if somebody's moving in yeah exactly all those kind of things yeah. um i would also say I, I would say for someone especially with a korean job who i would say the reason why i was even saying a bit earlier that like someone's like a bit young like a younger person's game is because the job needs a lot of mental aspects of it so if you have got you know like you've got worries that you've got to pick up your children or you've got you're on a deadline or you're on time it's, it's not the job for that person mm -hmm. yeah because you have to dedicate your time to that job so there's you're always are you would you say you're always doing overtime then over my shift yeah like so you're if you've got a 10 hour drive you always find that you end up doing 11 or 10 and a half no not really i mean you can do it it, it realistically you can do it within that time but everyone wants to so basically early. with with that job it's you've got 10 hours yeah if you are a person who's quite relaxed and doesn't mind doing it in a, just a relaxed way but let's just say you're halfway through your shift and you're thinking oh i've got 
70, 80 stops left to go and you've got four hour, five hours left to finish it. Now you naturally speed up, right? Mm. So the, the whole thing about working fast in that job or working quick is because you don't want to be left on the last three hours with that many parcels yeah. or that many stops. So naturally you work faster. But the, the fast speed sometimes can be too much for too, uh, to, for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's where the balance needs to come into it, you know. But nobody, unless they're really comfortable that they're going to get it done and they know themselves, ten hours is more than enough time. So that comes with experience. Yeah, it comes with experience. Most people quit those type of jobs, those corridor jobs, within two weeks or even a week. Oh, is it? Or within three days. Okay. Yeah, they just so can't. They're, they're just not ready for. Um, do you look at a person and think he won't last? I mean, it's hard to look at someone and say they won't last. I think uh, the, the thing that you will know about somebody, uh, if they will last, will be a lot to like maybe their previous background in jobs that they've done. Oh, yeah. yeah? yeah because a job like driving and quarrying, you don't know what you're suspecting. Every, every kind of hour is different. So if someone has been in a process job where they know exactly what they'll do for 10 hours, your driver yourself and you know yeah. you come across so many challenges all day long yeah. and it's, it depends on how quick you can adapt to it mm-hmm. and how, how much pressure you can take so this job is not for someone who can't take pressure okay. if you can't take pressure as in you know you missed you missed a turning or you can't stop on the main road or you know yeah. should you stop on a double yellow line or should you park safely around the corner mm-hmm. you know um, or the person not at home or you know it's, it's just one of those you'll learn a lot about yourself I'll put it that yeah. way <laughs> in that job yeah, yeah you, you'll learn how 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 good you are mm. yeah well thanks for that it's yeah. been a very interesting interview You're welcome enlightening listeners out there that's our second amazon interview first you was in the warehouse now you're on the road so you get a bit of a picture of that company and what it's all about obviously we started off with the congestion zone feel free to leave a voice message of reply whether you liked it whether you didn't don't forget to listen to our sister podcast africa invested stories all about the continent with the fastest growing economy on the planet and uh, why people invest in there and their experience from the good, the bad and the ugly. Apart from that, like, share and subscribe and have a good day. Thanks. Bye.